0: You are the master of your reality. This is even more true in relation to the government. Democracy doesn't just happen. It takes participation. Governments need participation and feedback from their citizens. Join Rob Hutchinson for Dear Parliament, where you get to understand the issues and engage directly with government. Dear Parliament is every Wednesday at midday, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Today, I'm chatting to attorney Donnie Earloff on privacy laws and what the precautions and measures you should be aware of as a business owner and as an individual. Good day, Donnie. Lovely to chat to you once again. I trust you are well. Hi, Rob. Lovely to be here. Fantastic, Donnie. Now, recently, our government announced that the uh, Protection of Personal Information Act, or Papaya will be enforceable by 30th of June this year. This is, no doubt, after several years of discussion and amendments and a, and a considerable compliance period. Uh, what exactly is the Poppy Act?
0: So uh, the the Poppy Act is so, uh, a relatively new development within the South African legal sphere. It's not as new if we look internationally. Uh, about the the privacy movement, as we sometimes refer to it, started here in the 1980s. Um, a, a lot of people assume, while well, the privacy, uh, all these privacy uh, uh, regulations have to do with the Internet. But the movement really did start before the Internet was as mainstream as it is today. And it primarily focuses on your right as an individual to be in charge of uh, your privacy, to be in charge of your personal information, and to be able to make decisions regarding who has your personal information, what they're able to do with it, and um, how these companies uh, in the end use Mm -hmm. Your own data against you, or up and sometimes in in your favour, obviously.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. That that is it in its broad sense. And you're absolutely correct. A lot of a lot of people assume that it's just the introduction of uh, social media, and with the big expose and a lot of media attention that has been brought to uh, Facebook and um, the data breaches that they've that they've had, but it definitely does extend way beyond just internet access. I've had a, quite a few people um, asking me about what, uh, what, is the, what about a third-party service provider that collects information or, say, a hosting service that hosts various websites for other companies on, on a single server. How do they approach that information that is held essentially on their servers but doesn't really belong to them but is under their cust- custodianship?
0: Yes, indeed. I mean, the the spread and development of social media, I think, accelerated the privacy movement. But um, like you mentioned, it's not just related to the Internet. I I sort of have a bee in my bonnet regarding the fact that at every single store you walk in, you're compelled to provide your name, surname, ID number, email address, often your uh, residential address as well and that 's a form of data collection just because it 's written in a, a ledger with security company doesn 't mean that it 's not collecting personal <laughs> data of a of of, of an individual so um, that 's probably a question for another day, but it certainly also falls uh, within the scope of of the new poppy legislation uh, Poppy itself is is quite interesting because for, for quite a long time, poppy has, has been an adopted piece of legislation, but it hasn't been effective yet. However, despite the fact that it's not uh, it's still today and not completely in effect, um, it's sort of become best practice for a bunch of companies and, and organizations to ensure that they're poppy compliant, regardless of the fact that uh, you know they, they, up until this point there wouldn't have been any consequences that they're not being poppy compliant. Um, it, it sort of shows, again, that the private sector leads the way in ensuring, um, you know, innovation and ensuring that uh, uh, the, the voices of, of people and, and the needs and uh, the requirements of the broader public are adhered to, long before the government finally, uh, you know, opens their eyes and realizes <laughs> that they need to do something.
1: <laughs> That's always the case, isn't it? It's definitely government seems to take a lot of cues from from the private sector, it often blows my mind as to why government doesn't just, you know, focus on regulating the private sector and letting them then go crazy and, and create situations and uh, comp- and uh, systems that that will actually solve our social problems, rather than government actually getting into business. But, like I said, that's also probably a topic for for another day, which we shall definitely explore. Yeah, the, you raised a, an interesting. Uh, is idea they of walking to shops and collecting the shops collecting information about you. Now, the same would apply to most of these new estates and complexes, or even business parks, where they scan your your ID, your driver's license, your number plate, the license on your car, and absolutely everything. All of a sudden, they have absolutely any information they need about you because it's all contained in in those things. What happens if if I Refuse to pass on on that information, citing that's private information. I don't need to give that to you.
0: Well, it, it's an interesting question because uh, so so it's the, the this case of conflicting rights. On the one hand, you have your right to privacy. On the other hand, it's they have the right to to reject you being on their private property. Um, so so uh, in the end, I'm just assuming they'll just not let you enter their premises. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, you sort of have to ask yourself the question, what, what's the harm of, of them collecting your, your data on the one hand versus when you compare it to actually, you know, visiting a person within the complex or going to the store. Mm -hmm. But what's great about Poppy, um, and, and the privacy movement is you now have certain privacy rights, which have been codified, which have been written up in legislation, which we now finally have. So you have the right to, after you visited a store, after you've gone to, um, to an estate or wherever, where they collected your personal information, you have the right to know what information they uh, have of you. You have the right to correct it, to change it, to delete it. Um, so, so you have these various rights that did not exist before Poppy, um, which some would argue you, you have those rights in any case. Uh, but now it's been codified and it's cl- clear for, uh, you know, all South Africans on, on what they're supposed to do. Now the question just becomes, well, isn't it, you know, a massive burden to have to approach every single, uh, estate, every single store that you've been to, to find out what information they have of you and whether or not they will delete it. Um, but I, I mean, at least in theory, we, mm-hmm. we're shaping the society that we want to see. We're, we're ge- empowering individuals to be able to make decisions regarding their personal data and their privacy.
1: Well, that's definitely a step in in, in the right direction, as, as far as far as I'm concerned. Now, uh, again, we we you you mentioned some rather important things there. That that um, how do I how do I know that the company that I'm giving my data to is is actually compliant? How do I know that my data is safe? Is there some sort of Process that uh, companies can go through is there a certificate that they 'll have to display is the registration with some some body and is there some sort of oversight body investigating uh, compliance at this stage so one of the
0: most recent um, parts of of poppy that has actually now come into effect is the establishment of an information regulator, and what this in essence is it 's a body a national body that is, uh, solely responsible for ensuring that people are POPI compliant. Uh, th- this information regulator uh, has now come into effect and they're starting with the processes and, uh, you know, the, the requirements of how companies should register. I uh, actually just a couple of days ago, they were supposed to launch their online platform where you can register information offices of a company. Uh, it wasn't live yet. Um, and, and we hope that the information regulator sorts that's out because a lot of uh, entities have a, a deadline by the end of this month or the next to appoint the information regulators to ensure that they're poppy compliant and to ensure that they have privacy policies in place so I, I guess the question that a lot of people would then ask is, well, how do I know whether or not i am you have to comply with poppy? Uh, then becomes – it, it, it's quite simple, actually. The, the only question you have to ask yourself is, do you have personal information of um, any other individual? And, and the definition of personal data or personal information is simply any data or piece of information that can be used to identify um, the individual, meaning their name, surname, ID number, even uh, an email address, uh, any, anything like that, a cell phone number, uh, is considered to be private or personal information, and if you have that in your position, then you're uh, um, compelled by Poppy to ensure that you are compliant.
1: That's, that's quite an extensive list and, and something that maybe – um, there should be a list on some, some website. Hopefully, hopefully there will be some information brochure going out soon. In fact, uh, I, I, I definitely say that we will produce a, an information brochure, which we will send out to, uh, listeners and to, uh, dear South Africa subscribers in, in short while, which will be compiled by Donnie and, and her to spice there. So there's a, a lot of information and a lot of, um, It points to consider when deciding what is personal information and, and how it must be, must must be secured. But there also seems to be some conflict in, in legislation as, as there always is, um, with PIA and especially when it comes to, uh, sorry, with Poppy, especially when it comes to PIA, the, the promotion of access to information act, which it has to be controlled by companies and by state institutions. Uh, what problems do we foresee be, uh, coming between those two?
0: Interesting tension between your right to to access to information versus another entity's right to privacy. Um, and there have been there's there's a recent uh, amendment or actually a a new adopted regulation that tries to smoothen out this this tension between poppy on the one hand the protection of private of personal information act uh, and the PIA act which is the promotion of access to information act um so so they're trying to sort of figure out exactly how these two will work together because obviously both the right to privacy and the right to access to information are crucially important uh, within a democracy on the one hand you Want to be able to manage and your privacy, but on the other, in a democracy, you want to be able to be fully informed, uh, and you want to be able to hold your government or whichever body accountable. And the only way to do that is if you actually have access to to information. So when I, when it comes to uh, that tension, uh, on the one hand, they'll, I think there are still a lot of kinks to to sort out. And there'll undoubtedly be court cases trying to uh, determine how do we balance these two conflicting rights. But on the other hand, it, it's uh, again your right to access um, information is subject to. Uh, Pia talks specifically of the fact that you can only request information that you need to protect a right of yourself. So it, it's not you're not able to just willy nilly go around and request. You know, hundreds of thousands of people's information. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to substantiate why you need it and which right uh, you, you rely on and, and which right you are protecting in seeking this information.
1: Absolutely, and that, yeah. That also raises questions around the political party funding act in 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 the sense that if I wanted to gain access to to find out who the political party's funders were. Yet they claim that I I can't have that personal information as it might reveal names and contact details and so on of of the funders. There's no doubt going to be several court cases among three pieces of newly introduced legislation, which will do some rather interesting, rather interesting times. I wonder uh, how, how this political party funding act will actually fit in between all, all of this. Yes, it's it's also another interesting
0: question uh, because if you if you consider that often these donations made to political parties are subject to some sort of confidentiality clause, uh, and, and now the question then becomes: Well, w- which one uh, do we listen to? Do we listen to the fact that the, the donation is made subject to certain conditions of confidentiality, or um, it, it does the national legislation trump it? Um, so so it it will definitely. Uh, I, I think ventilate through our courts, um, undoubtedly, and um, I, I think the jury is still out on whether or not this new new bill is is good for for South African democracy. I've heard quite persuasive arguments both ways, and uh, I, I still think I'm, my mind hasn't been made up yet. Uh, it, it, it's definitely interesting, and it, 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 I haven't actually given a lot of thought to the fact that it does sort of fall in between these two acts, namely the Poppy Act and the PIA Act, um, and, and it, it's just and, you know another, another battlefield of um, where you can see this tension between the right to privacy uh, uh, as opposed to, to the right to access to information.
1: Yeah, definitely, and that that does present uh, a number of legal loopholes, which I'm no—I have no doubt—will most definitely be exploited by by those who seek to protect personal interests and both those who seem to want to find out the the personal interests of of other people. Well, we're going to take a a, a quick break, and then after that, discuss how this actually. Uh, affects you as an individual, what you should be cautious of and what you need to be aware of and what information you can give and what information you can't give.
0: You are listening to Dear Parliament with Rob Hutchinson, because democracy doesn't just happen.
1: And welcome back to 101.9 High FM. I'm Rob Hutchinson and we're chatting with Daniel Earloff. He's a a partner and an attorney at Hurtus uh, Peace Attorneys, which deal a lot in various types of uh, public privacy policy laws, and more recently in privacy laws, which affect us all. We're chatting about uh, papaya and the PAPAIA Act and how it impacts you as an individual and as your business owner. Donnie, welcome back. And we were chatting about um the requirements and concerns that the the public should have so there should be two two sets of concerns one uh, evolves involves around the public needs and concerns they should have when when handing over the information and the other is businesses and compliance and so on so what what should the public to start with that what should the public be most concerned about or cautious around when it comes to privacy of information
0: I think the most important thing is is just to be aware of the fact that you know you have a lot of personal information floating around at various places. Um, a lot of people know a lot more about you than you, you know yourself, um, or, or that you might suspect. So, so I think that's the, the biggest question is just being aware of of this fact. And I think a lot of people are just you know blissfully unaware of, of the fact that we have. Companies that really want your data—they—they they want your personal information because they're able to tailor services and products and their offerings to you according to to that information. Um, so, so that's the one one part of it. And the second is, it's obviously up to each individual to decide how comfortable they are with other entities having all this information about them. Uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, love it. Uh, people enjoy the fact that. Um, after they in a conversation mentioned some you know project that the next day they receive these personalized advertisements on their social media, um, so, so uh, in, undoubtedly there's there is this uh, benefit to it, but it's it's also in a way quite scary uh, to to think that we live in a world where everything is so connected and it's it's difficult for you to just opt out of of this entire. A system. I know there's a big movement that refers to the right to be deleted. Um, people believe that you should be have the right and be able to completely wipe out all the information that all entities have about you, um, and that should be your your own personal decision whether or not you want to opt in or opt out. And I think that's the the long term. I don't want to speculate too much. I'm not a, a tech whiz, but I think that's the the. You know, the way in which we will eventually go is that we'll be, we'll, we'll be able to switch it on and off. We'll have that decision. We'll have that power and discretion to, you know, hop in and hop out of the system. Um, And I think that's an ideal place to be because in the end of the day, it's all about you being able to make decisions that affect your life.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's, it's all, it's all well and good, but most of us, yeah, have been in, in the system for, for in our entire lives. And I, I don't personally believe there's any 100% guaranteed way to totally raise yourself out of the system. it's going to go to uh, right down when the day you enter this world in a birth certificate, it's registration from, from that moment on personal data is collected. And we've seen amendments to The ID policies or identity policies and that requires immediate registration on birth with fingerprints and blood samples and DNA samples going forward, which are are changed every five years. So I think, you know, maybe a, a more sensible approach would be, you know, what can, what can I as an individual do in the case of a data breach? Is there any relief I can claim from from a company who's responsible for for the data breach, or if it's government that that leaks it out, and it wouldn't surprise me if, if that did happen, what what recourse do I do I have as an individual?
0: The first thing to know is that companies uh, have face hefty fines if they do not comply with with Poppy, but that's a, a you know a matter of of uh, the relationship between government and these entities, or at least the information regulator and uh, the various companies that have to be Poppy compliant for for you as as an individual um, there there aren't any delictual uh uh you know claims already in in poppy which say well if 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 there's a breach you're entitled to claim the following but what what we do know is just speaking in terms of the common law is you'll have to prove that that data breach led to some sort of damage a quantifiable damage in in your Either financially, physically, or in your good name and reputation. And then it will just be a simple matter of, of, um, you know, claiming for, for the damages that you suffered. So that, that's how you'll have to approach it. So the first thing would be to determine, well, did you suffer any loss due to the data breach? Um, and then, then you take it from there.
1: Mm, now that makes a whole lot of sense. And as far as re- a reporting body, if, if I suffered a data breach and my information is leaked out by one of the institutions, is there a body that you mentioned briefly, a, a, a controlling body or or regulatory body? Is it something yes. that the general public can go towards and say this company or this institution or this individual has breached or let my data out, um, I'd like to report them through there?
0: Definitely. I mean, I, the first place would be if, if you're aware of a breach, you should notify the people who caused the breach. But then secondly, you approach the information regulator, which is this new body that it's, it's really quite new. It was only, uh, um, really established about a year ago and they're only actually doing something now. So you can approach the information regulator with your complaints and, and they'll take it from there. And then obviously you can go to, to any attorney and, and, uh, consult with them to determine what losses you suffered and whether or not you might have a valid claim against the company that leaked your personal information.
1: Oh, that's that's brilliant because then that also places a lot of <clears throat> excuse me responsibility on companies to be compliant. So they would have to go through to somebody. They'd have to sort of a set of guidelines to go through to. Would they need to go so far as, as consulting with um, the firm such as, as yourself? Or is there a general the guideline that, that they can that they can adhere to and then adopt by themselves?
0: So we advise companies to, to seek some tailored assistance. Uh, there are a lot of privacy policies that you can just download and you have this this template that you can use. The problem with that is, it's the same reason why you just don't download a, a contract uh, from from the internet and assume that it it will be, you know, uh, sufficient for for that particular relationship. Uh, the reason being, different companies. Firstly, collect different types of personal information, and sec- secondly, obviously, different quantities of information, and then thirdly, they use it differently. Uh, like I mentioned, we we spoke about the early example uh, of uh, a state where they you, – you know, you write in the security logbook. They, they use it literally just to know who came – uh, in and out of, of an estate, but other companies use your information to provide you better tailored services or better tailored products. So it, it's your poppy, um, your privacy policy that your company adopts will have to at least in some way differentiate between the different uses of the information and the different types of information that it collects. So we do advise uh, clients, companies and businesses to uh, seek legal assistance. It's, it's not tr- really a tedious process. It, it happens quite quickly and, and, um, we usually work with around a two week turnaround time where you, uh, from where you come to us and you say, well, we need a privacy policy. This is the type of work we do. This is the data we collect to where you actually have a privacy policy, which you've adopted. And um, that's the first, uh, I think, important point why it's necessary to seek legal advice. And then the third point is you now are compelled to and required to register an information officer with the information regulator. And what this simply is, it's just a functionary within the company that's responsible for all the the information related queries and the handling of personal information. And that person needs to be registered with the information regulator. So that's a second sort of regulatory hurdle that your company needs to overcome where attorneys will definitely be able to assist.
1: Oh, fantastic. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, uh, Donnie will tell us exactly how you can uh, get hold of him and how you can get more information on these different requirements that you need to do to comply with the new Papaya Act.
0: You are listening to Dear Parliament with Rob Hutchinson. Because democracy doesn't just happen.
1: And welcome back to 101.9 High FM. I'm chatting with Donnie who who's given us some fantastic information on how you as an individual... Or a business owner can become happy compliant, which is not as quite a simple process as as one might think. There are some extreme hurdles and some relatively small small hurdles. Welcome back, Donny. How can how can uh, businesses become compliant what's the easiest and quickest route there
0: so the the quickest way is just to ensure that you have uh, an adopted privacy policy which like i mentioned previously uh, any attorney's firm would be able to or most attorney's firms we shouldn't say any this is quite a new development within the legal field but most attorneys would be able to assist you with drafting a privacy policy uh, and they can assist you with just uh, ensuring that you duly appointed an information regulator and that that information information officer and that that information and details of that person gets sent to to the information regulator so it's that simple two step process um, I, i'd advise companies to to approach uh, someone who'd be able to assist them with the drafting of that privacy policy and with the reg- registration of the information officer and then they're puppy compliant and then it's just a matter of ensuring that your internal processes function well to ensure that you comply with your own uh, privacy policy.
1: Oh well, that's fantastic. Thank you so much Donnie it's been an absolute pleasure chatting chatting to you and um oh to the listeners who who are listening there uh, keep an eye out because we will be uh, in in collaboration with with Hurtis Pisa and, and Donnie Eloff. we will put out a brief a uh, brochure on how you can be uh, poppy compliant, the the risks you face, and the steps that you can take to ensure that you are, are compliant, and that your, your customers and uh, database is is safe and safe and happy. Thank you so much, Tony. We will chat to you again very soon.
0: Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it.
1: Lovely, lovely.